Welcome to Ask Rashida. Husbands, today we'll be praying for your wife. We'll be praying for her mood. I'm taking this prayer from the book called The Power of a Praying Husband, Stormy or Martian. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for my wife and I ask that you will calm her spirit, that you will soothe her soul, and that you will give her peace today. Father, drown out the voice of the enemy who seeks to entrap her with lies. Help her to take every thought captive so she is not led astray. Where there is error in her thinking, Father, I pray you would reveal it to her and set her back on course. Help her to hear your voice only, Lord. Fill her afresh with your Holy Spirit and wash away anything in her that is not of you. Balance her body perfectly so that she is not carried up and down like a roller coaster. Father, give her inner tranquility that prevails no matter what is going on around her. Enable her to see things from your perspective so that she can fully operate and appreciate all the good that is in her life. Keep her from being blinded by fears and doubts. Father, show her the bigger picture and teach her to distinguish the valuable from the unimportant. Help her to recognize the answers to her own prayers. Show me, Father, show me how to convince her that I love her. And help me to be able to demonstrate it in ways that she can perceive it. Lord, I know that you have called us to peace. Help us both to hear that call and live in the peace that passes all understanding. I say to my wife, let the peace of God rule. Let the peace of God rule. Let the peace of God rule in your heart, in our marriage, in our home. And this, we are thankful. Sheila. Welcome to Ask. Welcome back to Ask Rashida. Today we'll be talking about her marriage. Stormy says one of the main things that she learned from life on the farm was how carefully. You must plant and tend a garden when you know that your life depends on what it produces. If you don't reap a successful crop, there won't be food to eat. She learned that if you want anything to grow in your garden, you have to start with the right soil. Just as you cannot build a house without a good foundation. You you can't have a productive life given garden without good, rich soil. Next, you must have the right seeds. What grows in your garden depends on the seeds you plant. So you need to plant 
what you want to see come up in the harvest. Once you get the garden planted, you have to carefully water the seeds. Diligently pull out the weeds around the sprouts that appear and be on the lookout for pests, bad weather, and other conditions that can destroy it. You see, your marriage is like a garden. The soil is enriched and prepared through prayer. Then you have to plant the right kind of seeds. The good seeds of love, fidelity, respect, time, and communication. For seeds of love, seeds of love are some of the easiest seeds to plant and their growth is so rapid that you can sometimes see results instantaneously. If seeds of love are planted by our marriage partner, then hope, peace, and happiness will grow in us. You see, these things will give us courage to face our fears, failures, and inabilities. They will give us strength to stand up and resist the things that oppose us. Of course, you do have to pull out anything growing in the garden that shouldn't be there. Weeding is not the fun part of gardening, but it is one of those necessary chores that must be done. If weeds of hurt, weeds of strife, misunderstanding, criticism, selfishness, and anger are allowed to flourish in the marriage garden without being uprooted, they will choke out anything good that is planted. If seeds of lovelessness lovelessness are planted, we wither and slowly die from the inside out. Sometimes a garden can still look like a garden, but the plants are dead on the inside. They just haven't fallen over yet. Hmm. Marriages can get that way too. They look fine on the outside, but within they are dead. This does not fulfill God's plan for our lives, and it certainly doesn't glorify him. So if you and your wife do not produce enough love to allow each of you to grow into all God has created you to be, then your relationship needs to be examined for selfishness, fear, pride, control, or whatever other weed of the flesh is stifling it. You see, if you have serious problems in your marriage, know that God can work miracles when you pray. He can change hearts and perspectives in an instant. He can uproot seeds of sin, resurrect love where it has died, and make it not only grow again, but flourish. Also remember the Bible says, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Romans 12, 9. Cling to what is good in your marriage. 
with all sincerity of heart. Despise what the devil is trying to plant there. Pray that God will show you how to plant new seeds of unconditional love. A garden has to be replanted every year with proper care. Those seeds of love will produce great harvest in your marriage. Go back. Remember the day that you were running after her. Remember the day that just looking at her brought you joy. Remember the day that just thinking of her brought you peace. Go back to those days. Ask God to renew your heart. Renew your love for her. And I promise you, give her love and she will give you everything that you ever desire and need. Sheila. Welcome back to Acts Rashida. Today we'll be praying seeds of fidelity for his wife. In order for a garden to not become a salad bar for hungry animals, it needs a fence around it. A fence to keep them out. In the same way, the boundaries of marriage are set up for its protection. If we don't watch over the boundaries, something is sure to be stolen from us. Too often people carelessly plant seeds outside the boundaries. And what grows up attracts the attention of creatures that come to devour. They wait outside the garden and if the fence falls into disrepair, because it isn't maintained, they find a way in through the weakest part. When we plant seeds of infidelity, we break down the boundaries and invite unwanted creatures of prey to come in. A dear Christian friend of mine had a husband who sowed seeds of infidelity outside the garden of his marriage. This attracted a creature of prey who was hungry to take over the garden for herself. That man and this creature scattered their seeds in fields that were not their own. Seeds of weeds and briars from which nothing good could ever grow. This eventually destroyed not only one, but two marriage gardens, and it was never possible to regain what was lost. Everyone gets tempted to sow outside his own gardens. The ones who resist and instead deliberately plant seeds of fidelity reap a harvest of plenty. Even if you have the most perfect marriage that could ever be known to man, the enemy will still try to tear down the fence and destroy it by one means or another. The devil will always look for ways to set a snare for one of you. So your marriage soil is never too good to be beyond the need for 
enriching prayer. If we think our marriage is so strong that we don't ever need to pray about it, we are deceived. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Pray that God will keep you and your wife from planting anything you will live to regret. Ask him to show you how to plant seeds of fidelity and build a fence so solid it will be the envy of all your neighbors. Sheila. Welcome back to Ask Rashida. Today we'll be reading Seeds of Respect. One of the main reasons why marriages fail is that the husband or wife does not seek the other's best interest. The Bible says, let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. 1 Corinthians 10.24 When we sow seeds of disrespect in a marriage, we are not seeking the other's well-being, and we will reap a crop of bitterness and strife. Putting our mate's well-being before our own is not only very difficult, it's simply impossible to do on a consistent basis without the Holy Spirit enabling us. That's why we must pray about it. Because you are a dear brother in the Lord, I want to share something with you that women don't always verbalize to their husbands. And this is your wife. Does not your mind. The former will cause her to lose respect for you, and the latter will make her feel that you've lost respect for her. I know there are countless things your wife would do that a mother or maid would do also. But if that expectation becomes a way of life, attitude on your part, she will begin to think of you as a child or as a boss, and it would adversely affect your relationship. You see, the more your wife feels like your mother or your maid, the less she feels or will feel like she's your lover. Ask God to help you see things from your wife's perspective and show you how to plant seeds of respect in your marriage. Sheila. Welcome back to Ask Rashida. Today we'll be talking about seeds of time. You can't have a successful garden if you don't spend enough time in it. It takes many hours to plant, hours to water, feed, nurture, and harvest. In successful marriages, the husbands and wives spend time together alone. If your schedules never allow time for you and your wife to be alone with each other, then you are too busy. You need that time of togetherness to talk, to work things out, to share interests and dreams, to just be together in silence 
and to have intimate times that are not rushed. I know there are seasons in everyone's life that are especially busy. But when busyness becomes a lifestyle, you've got to consider exactly what it is you're planting. Pray that God will help you plant seeds of time together. Sheila.